0: everyone welcome to the Bruntwood podcast a new monthly podcast series which will delve into all things Bruntwood from our people to our cities. In our first episode we're talking about sustainability breaking down some of the buzzwords and looking at what Bruntwood and our colleagues are doing in the fight against the climate crisis. This is the first of a series on sustainability and then we'll be looking at what else makes a thriving city so if you have something you want to talk about just let us know. Bruntwood will be an industry leader in the development and operation of sustainable buildings with sustainability playing a key role in our business processes, decision making and culture. Our sustainability goals will help us to deliver our purpose, protect our buildings and spaces, accelerate growth through sustainable propositions and support regional, national and global efforts towards a sustainable future for all.
1: We're here to answer the questions, why is sustainability so important, not just to Bruntwood but to the wider world? We're joined by De- Bev Taylor, director of energy and environment at Bruntwood. So let's dive straight in. Hello, Bev. Yeah, hi, both. hi Um, sustainability, net zero carbon, carbon neutral. The whole world is focused on this agenda right now, especially with COP twenty six coming up in a few weeks. Um, can you tell us a bit more about why it's so important to you in particular?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, certainly for me, sustainability sort of been a a bit of a thread um, throughout my life. Uh, I grew up in a, a big family where we didn't have a lot of cash, so being frugal with things and um, recycling was was always huge. Uh, not wasting anything, which are really the core elements of sustainability, has always always been a feature. Um, as I've got older, I think. You know we know more about climate science we know we understand a lot more about climate change and i think as such it's now become more of a moral obligation once we understand all of the things uh, that could happen and we have the tools to try and change that it's almost a moral obligation on us as, as individuals and communities and so on uh, to try and do something about it and that's That's probably why i enjoy my job so much because i think any any time where um your your personal interests and your professional life collide um it's always a good marriage
0: yeah definitely so what about bruntwood our net zero carbon program was set up early this year and has been working hard to set the vision and journey for the business so can you tell us a bit more about the program
2: yeah um i think it's important to remember that none of this is really really new for us as a business um, the business itself was founded on the the thing that I think is our most sustainable aspect and that's you know we recycle buildings and we give them a second life and there's not many businesses doing something that is so sustainable and I think we often we often forget that um, But certainly at the moment as you said at the start net zeros everywhere, climate change is everywhere, and uh we're not the only business who's who's making these these sort of pledges. Um so I think having something that is really easy to articulate and something that we can share with with colleagues and with external partners and so on, that's probably the bit that we've been missing. we we've been doing lots and lots of good stuff internally. We're we're not great at shouting about it. Um so one of the big things for me about uh, setting up these um, programmes, certainly the Net Zero 2030 programme and and longer term thinking about a lot of the wider aspects of sustainability are probably the bit that plugs that gap that allows us to, um, you know, have all of the sort of toolbox to, to demonstrate how we're trying to uh, reach our own goals uh, r- rather than just beavering away behind the scenes, which I think we've probably been very guilty of in, in, in the past. Um, I think the other thing that, that sort of plays into this is we're almost uniquely placed as a business to think about that end-to-end journey. If you look at all of the different and diverse aspects of, of, of life at Bruntwood, you know, we do everything from from designing and, and starting to, to build buildings, we operate them through their life cycle, um, customers are always at the heart of everything that we do, so We've got the opportunity to work with our customers on their uh, zero-carbon journey. And then sometimes we demolish buildings. So we need to to accept that that's also part of the whole life cycle, that demolition and circular economy thing. All of these things sort of fit into everything we do. So if we can't crack it, um, there's not going to be many people who are better placed to have a go than us. So, you know, I think, I think it's... Um, the time is now for us and i definitely see sustainability has been something that allows us to do things differently which is a you know always been a core core bruntwood value um and with our huge customer base and our huge supplier base again the the influence that we can have is is phenomenal yeah. and and we really need to grasp that it feels like a
1: exciting time
2: Absolutely. And and uh, it, it, it's so exciting, I think, for somebody who's, who's probably coming to the uh, p- very politely twilight of their career. Um, I almost wish that this had happened sort of 20 or 30 years ago. But but I think that timing thing, Ash, almost, um, you know, we talk about 2030 and that's a date that's often used in these conversations. But the reality is we are near at the end of 2021. 2022 is around the corner and an eight years is a a very short time span to achieve all of the things that we want to achieve.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think um before we get into like the technical side of all of this and how we're going to get there and things like that, um we've mentioned net zero carbon quite a few times now. Um and it probably feels like a bit of a silly question. Um but what actually does net zero carbon mean?
2: Yeah, I think you're right to highlight that and um that's something we really need to be aware of when we're talking to people. That there's an awful lot of buzzwords in the whole energy/slash sustainability agenda. It, it, very simply, when we're talking about um, net zero, the the sort of key word there is net. It's about us trying to create a balance between the emissions that we produce and the emissions that we take away somewhere else. So it's 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 literally about trying to trying to um, create a balance. And an analogy that uh, sometimes people use is about um, a bit like when you've got the taps running in the bath as you know if you leave the plug- in pretty quickly the the bath's going to overflow and that's where we are with carbon emissions If we can get the taps to flow at the same rate as you know we've taken the plug out and, and it's draining out the other end then we then we achieve that nice balance of, of water in the bath and we need to be starting to think about doing the same with our with our carbon emissions.
0: So, oh, another possibly silly question. What is carbon? and why is it so bad?
2: <laughs> yeah, again, <that's, laughs> you fit the nail on the head in that in that often uh, you know we start we we get into the realms of shorthand and and carbon's a really good example in that. We, we use this word all the time, but what we're really referring to is um, is carbon dioxide. so so CO2 with for, for those of us who can still remember chemi- <laughs> chemistry from school. Um, and the big thing about that is uh, carbon dioxide is one of a number of greenhouse gases but it's it's the one that we focus on the most because it's the one that's causing us the most the most problems Um, and they're known as greenhouse gases simply because if you think about the greenhouses that we have at home we have those greenhouses to try and keep the energy in in the greenhouse to keep the plants warm Um, and the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere is doing the same thing so it's it's trapping the heat in and keeping the earth warm not necessarily a bad thing if we didn't have it all the oceans would be frozen solid it's when we get too much of it that it's making the the earth too hot and that's the that's really simply the, the top and bottom of the the problem and when we talk about global warming that's what we're talking about the the earth getting too hot and certainly living in manchester you know we might think there's nothing wrong with a bit of global warming why mm. another degree <laughs> or two wouldn't wouldn't be too bad um but the the difficulty we've got is that those one or two degrees here are going to cause us all sorts of all sorts of problems globally um you know when we see when we turn on the tv often we see images of of fires heat waves floods And this is in the UK. It's not, you know, we we, uh, particularly flooding uh, last year. We saw a lot of peatland fires. This is a real day-to-day problem that's that's causing issues for us. And if we think about that globally, um, with things like uh, ice caps melting, heat waves, water shortages, what it's doing to our plant life, our animal life, um, and then what it does to the economy. When you've got to try and sort out all of these all of these problems, yep. not to mention health, you know, um, the hotter it gets, um, the more risks to us. Our bodies aren't designed to, to to cope with extreme heat. There's all sorts of impacts for us if we if we can't start to limit the impacts of climate change, and that's ultimately what we're trying to do. When we're talking about uh, reducing CO2, we're we're talking about trying to reduce those those uh, retaining heat impacts. Um, and that's why it's, that's why it's so important for us mm-hmm. it, it you know the information's there now it's starting to become irrefutable and and that's you know when i said at the start about the moral obligation you know we now have all of that info and it would it would almost be criminal not to do anything about it um i, I always think i've been incredibly lucky to to live you know through the time that i've had and have the opportunities i've had to take that away from somebody else because of the actions that we're, we're taking now, that for me, that would be criminal.
1: I think this is obviously such a, it's obviously a big issue for the entire globe, entire countries and things like that. Um, but how does that then feed into Bruntwood and what we're then doing as a business? Um, how, how does our impact, what are we doing to impact climate change? And how does it feed into the wider climate solution? Yeah,
2: well, you know, uh, when we talk Bromwood, we usually always talk about it in in the same breath as, as talking about creating thriving cities. And um, we also talk about our colleagues, our customers and our communities. So we, we know it's not just all about us. So earlier on, I said um, sustainability has always been at the heart of of everything we do probably more so now than ever but again we're maybe not great at at shouting about it but when we look at all of our new development activity you know we're looking at materials choices, we're looking at what's can we change um, from concrete and steel to low carbon concrete to recycled steel, what does that how does that impact both the Embodied carbon of making the building. So all that upfront carbon Those are those are now decisions that we're taking right at the design stage Um, We're also looking at you know, where we might have knocked down a building. Can we keep part of it? Can we can we keep the the core of that building? Can we just build better around around our existing structures? The fact the fact that we're not just not just us, you know lots of other developers are, are thinking in the same way And I think that's also an important point. Whereas, um, you know, everybody was looking for a USP or or looking for a way to get ahead. Now it's much more about information sharing. Everybody recognises the importance of this stuff. And and some of our partnerships with things like the Better Buildings Partnership, the UK Green Buildings Council, uh, the climate change agencies in our cities, it's all about how do we pool this you know how do we share information about what we're doing? Take on board hints from other people, and and that knowledge sharing piece, as as has just become almost um, second nature. You know, it's uh, as much now a part of what we do as as our day to day day to day ops in our buildings. I've not I've not said anything about um, smart, which I know we're not talking about that specifically today, but. You know our smart buildings programs smart is going to be such a such an enabler for sustainability because um, certainly in our buildings if you think about things like lighting and heating if we've got the ability to control those better to Mm. to, if it's warm outside you know the last couple of weeks it's been again unseasonably warm for October if we can tweak those down when we don't need them it's all of those small changes in addition to let's use recycled steel it's it's bringing all that together it's it's those big things and those small things coming together that are really going to start start making some changes
1: i think that's really great to hear not just from like everything that we're doing as a business is joined together but what you were just saying before that around everyone is now working together it's not we're not competing against our competitors in this arena you know we are all working together i think that's exactly what it's going to take for us to actually solve this problem
0: yeah and like you say it's the small things and the big things isn't it i think it can feel quite disheartening at times because you kind of feel like i'm just one person um, and what can i be doing
2: i I completely get that and i think that's why things like this the the sustainability comes that we're going to look at over this month i I really hope that that's the fundamental thing that we get across that it's those small changes that we can all make you know in our day-to-day lives, at home, at work, in the choices that we make, it's those small things that are going to be lead to big things. You know, if, if fifty million people doing one small thing, that's a big thing, um, and that's the sort of mentality that that we've got to all embrace and start to embed in in our day-to-day practice. Because there are things that we can all do. If we see a light that's that switched on that doesn't need to be on, turn it off. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Just that one simple, simple thing is 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 making a change, both from an emissions perspective, from a business perspective. Particularly now, we're you know we're all seeing stuff about the energy crisis on TV. It's helping our business, and I know that sounds like a great leap, but it really, really is. And and the more we can think about that small thing that we do that has a big, big impact, that's that's how we're going to help. Very, very practically. That solve some of these problems.
1: Yeah. Um, so, what's next for our sustainability journey?
2: What's next? So, over the over the course of this next month, um, you'll be hearing a lot more about uh, our our new net zero carbon twenty thirty program, and that's about sharing in a very practical way. Uh, what we think we're going to be able to achieve in this next in this next eight years, which is the first part of our goal to be net zero by uh, 2030 for our own operations. So that's in our common parts, our own offices, and for our vehicle fleet. Um, but that's not you know that's not the end of the story. Um, there are much much wider problems for us to tackle. Uh, if you think about things like waste, which is always a hot topic. For our customers, um, our water challenges, uh, circular economy, our design principles. There's an awful lot of work uh, that we need to do, but I think we've now got our heads around it. And and hopefully, what we'll be able to start to share over over these coming weeks is some of that detail around these programs and you know how people can interact with that program uh, and how we're going to make it all fit together as a business.
0: So to end, if there's just one thing that everybody listening could take away, take away one tip for a sustainable future and how they impact it, what would you recommend?
2: Uh, I'm going to go back to that that point about small changes make a big difference. Don't uh, watch the stuff on the TV and and just think, oh my God, the scale of the problem is is so big. What can I do? It you can do, and it's about it is about those small changes. Uh, turn a light off. Uh, you know, unplug your unplug your laptop. Um, don't leave your monitor on. It's this, these these real real small things, that if we all collectively do them together, we're going to make huge changes. And you know, that's almost a bit of a, a Bruntwood ethos anyway. Is we're all in it together to, you know, to do the best that we can and make the changes. We don't sit on the sidelines. Um, let's not sit on the sidelines for this.
1: Thanks Bev, I think that's uh, been very very interesting and it's uh, great to hear from someone who's so passionate about it all. Um, you'll be able to find out more about our sustainability journey over the next month um, with our sustainability campaign um, there'll be lots more coming out at Thrive Um, and don't forget you can al- always email sustainability at bruntwood.co.uk.
0: Thanks guys, thanks everyone.
2: Thank you both.
0: Bye.